0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church this morning. I'm so glad that you're able to join us online. We welcome you, regardless of whether you're part of the church when it's normally gathered or if you're joining us from afar. We know that there have been people uh, joining us from the U.S., and uh, people joining us from Australia. So you're more than welcome. We're so glad that you're with us. We hope that you really enjoy the service today. We have a guest speaker today. Jamie Tong will be speaking for us. And uh, Jamie uh, was formerly the pastor at New Life Church in Shetland. And uh, Jamie now lives with his wife, Christine, uh, down near Hull. And so we're just excited to hear what Jamie has to share with us today. But before we do that, we're going to worship God. We're going to sing our praise to him. We're going to sing a song called Great Things because God is a great God and he does great things for us. So let's just praise him this morning. I hope that even if you're in your living room, that you can raise your hands if you want to and worship today, that you can sing out and uh, really give it gusto. Um, There's nobody there to stop you. So just you go for it today and worship God with all that's in your heart today. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you're here with us today. Lord, we might not be able to meet in the building. We might not be able to gather together, but Lord, we are gathered around this service and we're gathered around your name. Father, we just lift up the name of Jesus today in this service because that's really what we're gathering around. We're gathering around you, around your sovereignty, Father, around the fact that you are in our lives and you're that one constant. Father, we know that you walk with us through every situation, And Father, we know that we can trust you in every situation. And and we're just so pleased that, Lord, we have the technology to be able to allow us to connect together uh, using social media and the internet and all these things. And we thank you for that. And Lord, we do pray for our country. Lord, we pray that you'd bring us to a place of peace and normality. Lord, that uh, this virus would be finished. And, Father, that we'd be able to get back to doing the things which are really in our hearts to do. Lord, we miss each other, but, Lord, we pray that even even though we're in difficult times, that you would comfort us and, Father, help us to really connect with each other despite all the restrictions that apply just now. Father, we pray, bless us in this service and may we be attuned to your voice and uh, hear what you want to say to us today, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you that you're a God who does great things, and Father, we pray that you do some great things today. Even though we're uh, separated geographically, Father, we pray that you do some amazing things as we gather today. So Lord, just bless us as we go on in the service. In Jesus' name, we ask. Amen. Just want to say thanks again to Sarah and Josh for leading us in worship and uh, really helping us to engage with all that. That is just, man, the things that we're missing about praising. Uh, corporately together who, who can tell it's just oh I just want us to be back together praising I know you do as well but the day will come the day will come i um, just one or two uh, just things that I, I want to share um, by the wonders of modern technology and the way that we're doing things I'm here presenting uh, for the Sunday service and I'm actually on holiday this week so um, we, we will we'll not be kind of flying off to the sun anywhere that's for sure But yeah, we're just kind of needing a a little bit of a break, so we're doing that this week. But still, we're able to come and really share uh, on Sunday. We're going to hear from uh, Jamie Tong in just a little minute. Jamie uh, was the pastor at New Life, Shetland, as I said. We'll be hearing from him in in just a little minute. Um, But I I want to share a story uh, on video um, by uh, it's, it's a man called Alex who's sharing his story, and just how he came to know Jesus. It's so, so simple, but somebody's involved when we come to know Jesus. And Alex is from the East End of Glasgow and he shares his story. And so he's going to be sharing that in just a little second, just to remind you that there'll be no prayer uh, tomorrow uh, morning, but there will be prayer on Wednesday evening as usual. And Sam's will be leading that prayer meeting. But let's just take a little break uh, from me talking and we're going to hear Alex. I
1: remember growing up always feeling less than, less than my big brother, less than my big sister. My name is Alec and this is my story. My parents had four kids and I was the third born. From a very early age I was behaving pretty absurd, telling lies and making things up and uh, no fitting into the family unit. From then on in it was just... tried alcohol, drugs, discovered heroin, ended up in homes, children homes, ended up in prison, obviously for behaving wrong, for stealing things, for robbing places, for taking property, it was the mines. Through the 12-step programme that I was introduced to the Word God, I had heard it many times in my life before, but I had no meaning of it, or, or, or no tie to it. I would basically say that I was introduced to faith through the 12-step programme. The weren't for the Christian people when I came into this church, The weren't for the people that opened up, that had never seen me before in their life. For me, I, I had lo- very low self-esteem because of the lifestyle that I was living and these people helped me to build my self-esteem back up because I used to say things like, why would they people be interested in me? What, what, what would they want welcome me into their church? Why are they no shoving me out? Why are they no saying, he's a drug dealer, do you know what I mean, he's, he's been in prison. They were not doing that, they were welcoming me in and that was a beautiful thing about it. And for then on in it was just about me coming to believe, me coming to believe. Oh, I've changed, I've become a much better person. I've been softer, I've been more gentler, towards rewards other people, been more compassionate, been more patient, been more tolerant. I'm a real family person now, whereas where I take priding with my children, to take responsibility and for what they're doing in their lifestyles and try to guide them with being a right good example. I always do an inventory at night to look at myself and find out if I've been a better person than I was the day before. You know? So Jesus has brought all that in my life. My son was in addiction, my son was in drug addiction for eight years but through me coming to church he started to notice things that were changing in my life. He he noticed the difference in my life and he kept on asking me, why are you getting out of church, Dad? And I said, you need to come to church to find out. He tried the Alpha Course, and through the Alpha Course, he's now came to Jesus himself. He's a man, a man getting nailed to the cross for my sins, for everybody's sins in this world. So I'm quite courageous and I'm quite bold about putting stuff that I go to church and that on, Facebook and stuff like that. So to let people know where the change comes from. And so is that if any of them's interested, or any of them likes to see the change and they would like to the change, then jump on board, come along and try it.
0: know what a powerful story the story of how God can come into a person's life and bring transformation do you know if you've never made a decision to become a Christian that could be you know your story could be similar and just how God comes in and can bring change to your life I hope that's been an encouragement to to you um whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. And uh, I hope that you maybe are a little bit challenged by what Alex uh, shared with us there. I'm going to hear from Jamie. And so I'm going to hand over to to Jamie, who's going to share. And uh, he's sharing from all the way up in Orkney. So here, and we'll hand over to Jamie.
2: Well, good day to all of you amazing saints in Whitburn. Hi, um, Stevie and Mary and family and all of you. Uh, We love you guys, and uh, uh, it's ages since we've been with you, isn't it? Wow, where has the past year gone to? And uh, here we are today. Who would have thought we would be in this situation? But anyway, we're here, and uh, we're still up in the wonderful island of Orkney, enjoying our our winter here. Uh, But we praise God for his goodness and for his loving kindness we pray for you guys regularly and uh, we're aware of uh, some of the hardships and loss that you've seen uh, recently so we you're in our prayers this day today I'd like to speak for a few moments and actually at the end Christian's going to come and help me um, so we'll, you'll find out more about that as we go along but if you have a pen paper and um, they'll take some notes uh, but at the end there's some scriptures that you might like to down and to be able to use in your own devotions so we're going to look at uh, uh, what i've called confidence in a world of uncertainty philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says this being confident of this that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of christ jesus you know um god has started a work in you and he will not fail What he starts, he finishes, and he wants your life to finish well, whether it's long time or whatever. The book of Hebrews is a book for our time. It is written to all who are experiencing a crisis of confidence. Uh, The book of Hebrews was written to a bunch of Christians, and uh, they were Jews, Jewish Christians. They were tempted to go back to Judaism. Um, They were under pressure, and um, they weren't seeing the the promises of fulfillment of all the promises of Christ. Jesus had uh, had prophesied that the uh, temple would be destroyed, and here we are some years later, and it still hasn't gone. In fact, it was destroyed in AD 70, fulfilling the prophecy that Jesus had said. Mm Um, but these these Jews were under pressure and, uh, you know, sometimes we, we get under pressure, don't we? Uh, we feel, oh, where is it or what's happening? Why, where is God in all of this? And so the book of Hebrews was written to those who feel like that. So it's a good book for us to read right now. The key word in the book of Hebrews is the word better. We find seven times the writer to the Hebrews says that there are things that are better and uh, we find them firstly uh, that we have in chapter 7 verse 19 a better hope in chapter 7 verse 22 a better covenant in chapter 8 verse 6 a better promise in chapter 9 verse 23 a better sacrifice in chapter 10 verse 34 better possessions in chapter 11 35 and 40 a better resurrection, and in chapter 12, verse 24, better word. And so we have seven things that he's saying. We have a a better hope, a better covenant, a better promise, a better sacrifice, better possessions, a better resurrection, and a better word. You see, we've got better things than the world could ever dream of. And the enemy would seek to come and undermine us and try and tell us that what we have isn't good uh, that it's not real but we know that the word of God is true and we have all of these things for us so we want to be confident like Philippians 1 6 says being confident of this that you began will finish it in Christ Jesus. To a couple of things. First of all we need to be those who take off things. Um, like a lot of things in our Christian walk there are things that we need to get rid of so that we can take on uh, more of the grace and love of God in our lives. Now salvation doesn't depend upon our works. Salvation is clearly ours through Christ's death on the cross because we have repented of our sin and received Christ as our savior and can made him Lord of our life, then we are saved. And nothing can take that salvation away. Nothing you do can make God love you more. And there's nothing that you have done that will make him love you less. However, as we walk along, our Christian walk, there are things that hinder us. Now, in chapter 12, verse one of Hebrews, he says "There, this, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So he's saying that there are things that hinder and there are things that entangle. Um, and so we just need to take a moment and just have a look at, at that. Things that hinder. Sometimes we find ourselves reluctant to stop doing things that are a hindrance. Um, you know, in these times, there are things that we do that that, that we just take on board. Where we're maybe locked down. We maybe aren't able to do things as we did. Maybe we've lost our job. Maybe um, we're not able to work uh because of of other of, of commitments all sorts of different things uh, or it might be that we've lost the routine of our life and um, uh, we so we take on board things that hinder they're good things but they are hindrance to the best what sort of things do i mean well things like Uh, comfort eating um, is something that comes to mind what did they call it the pandemic pounds or something it's not a problem that I have as you most of you well know Uh, but that doesn't mean to say that um, it's not easy to overindulge or it may be those box sets you know we get into it with uh, we we sit in an evening and we just watch box set after box set and we neglect our prayer life we we neglect the word of God in our lies. the things that we're exchanging those things with are not bad but they are a hindrance to the best and so we need to have a little look and say you know what I, I have a few things I don't want these things to entangle me anymore I, I want to be able to run my race clearly and well and so we need to sometimes get rid of them a worry can be one of those things um, and I would encourage us uh, today to uh, look, if you are a worrier and I, you, you have every sympathy from me, I used to be a dreadful worrier. I was, um, if I had nothing to worry about, I'd worry about the fact that I didn't have anything to worry about because I didn't know what I was going to have next to worry about. And whilst that might seem funny, it was very painful. And if you are a worrier, it's, it, it is, it is, it is it. It so locks you in, doesn't it? Uh, you are unable to really enjoy life. Um, and and for some of us, it becomes a way of life. In fact, it becomes like a talisman that if I don't worry, something will go wrong. Uh, that by worrying, somehow we're stopping things from going wrong. That's a, that's a really restrictive place to be. And um, my heart goes out to you. I thank God that um, I found freedom Uh, through this from this and uh, and and I want to encourage you and maybe another time we could look at that uh, how we can walk away from worry it isn't easy Um, and um, uh, it's not a question of just praying one prayer it's a question of changing how we view and how we live our life uh, but but that's that's some of those things and 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 so we can come and and if you are worried start today decide today i'm i'm going to uh change things so that i can walk away from worry um, and then things that entangle sin that entangles the word entangle here uh it's the greek word and it and it means um a competitor who thwarts us in every direction, a competitor who thwarts us in every direction. That's what sin does, doesn't it? Um, and uh, we want to be free from 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 sin, whatever it might be. I'll leave that with you. I will just say this though, uh, guys. Uh, what's on your phone? What's on your uh, on the media? I noticed. Uh, That when I look on my news feed, sometimes things pop up that really um, I don't want to look at. I would like to look at them, but I don't because I know where it could lead to. They're just simple little things. And there's receptors in our minds, isn't there? And uh, we just need to watch those things because pornography can creep up on us unawares. And there's nothing more binding. And we don't want that to hinder our lives. Guys, I'll just leave it with you and uh, uh, and encourage you to just make sure that those things aren't affecting your life. And so the things that entangle us, we want to get rid of them. My friends, I want to encourage us that we put our confidence of who we are in Christ Jesus. Now, the Greek word confidence, we, as we translate it, um, has more and more meaning. It can mean a refuge, hope, security, safety, confidence, to convince, to conciliate, to rely, to set under, and assurance. Wow, there's some pretty amazing things there, isn't there? Um, And all of these things that we can be sure of in our confidence in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage us today to be those who want to walk in confidence in him. Hebrews 12, as we've already looked at, we've already opened that verse up, but he goes on uh, and he says, fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author of, and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him then, who endured such opposition from sinful men, that you will not grow weary and give up." And so we find that the writers of the Hebrews, he's encouraging these Christians to realize that we have in Christ Jesus, all of those amazing things, that we have a better hope. Put your confidence in the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. The word hope in the scripture here doesn't mean, well, I hope so. I hope the bus will be on time. I hope I can make it home in time for tea. I hope that um, certain things will happen. No, the word hope in scripture means that we, are, we have confidence that we can put our trust in. We have a better hope, a better hope of a world to come. That in Christ Jesus, we know that we have uh, an eternal life that is just amazing, a better covenant. The covenant that we have Um, in Christ Jesus is better than the covenant under the law that's what the writer is saying and friends our covenant in Christ is better than anything the world can ever give to us a better promise God's promises the word of God says are yes and amen and that means that they are yes and so be it it will happen it will happen God's uh, sacrifice are oh, the wonder of salvation. You know, sometimes I just stop and I, I take time to just go again to the place where Calvary, where Jesus paid the debt. You know, there's lots of songs. Isn't there? There's a song, I um, he paid the debt he didn't owe. I had a debt I couldn't pay. You know, isn't it just wonderful today? The wonder of of Jesus giving his life and rising from the dead for us. A better sacrifice, a better possessions. You know, all the possessions of this world can never, ever come anywhere near the wonder of knowing Jesus in our lives. Better resurrection, all the joy that we know that we are people of a better resurrection and a better word. Isn't it amazing? Do you love the word of God? I love the word of God. I love to just sit and read it. So powerful, isn't it? And, uh, you know, having been around the block many, many years, read the word every day, and uh, the word of God is powerful, isn't it? And there's always something new coming to us. Um, and there's always a word for every season. I really believe that in this season, the word of God to us is a lighthouse, that we are a lighthouse. And I'll touch on that another time. And, um, but we are a lighthouse. And my friends, be encouraged in your street, in your home, in your workplace, you're a lighthouse. I believe God's calling us to, and there's a lot of prophetic words going out at the moment about that it's not our church buildings anymore that will be the dynamic place of 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 the power of god at work but in our homes in our streets in our work wherever they are and he starts with us being a lighthouse and how that a light attracts and people will want to know about it's not about us going standing on the street corners and preaching um it's about um people coming and seeing the light and asking, because you know, the old saying is true. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And just those demonstrations of caring and loving can have a powerful impact upon those around us, especially in a hurting world that we have right now. Well, I just want to uh, come now and look at some of the scriptures to do with confidence. And um, to do that, I'm just going to pause and uh, i'm going to ask christine to come she's going to uh, sit with me and we're going to bring some scriptures to you so um if you have a pen or a pencil you can write them down uh, last time i shared this word afterwards someone said that they were going to every day look at one of those scriptures and and uh, and read one a day so uh, i'm not sure how many there are but uh, it's a great thing to do so we'll be there in a minute great well here we are we're going to read some of these scriptures. Do you wanna just say hello to everybody in Whitburn?
3: Hello everybody in Whitburn. Trust your well. It's beautiful up here.
2: Right, come on then. Psalm 27 verse three says this, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident.
3: Psalm 27, 13, I am still confident of this, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living.
2: Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. For the Lord detests a perverse man, but takes the upright into his confidence.
3: Isaiah 32.17.18 The fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness. And confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest.
2: Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the waterside that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green, it has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to bear fruit.
3: Ephesians three twelve in him and through faith in him we may approach God with freedom and confidence.
2: Philippians one verse six Being confident of this that He who has begun a good work in us will carry it on to completion in Christ Jesus.
3: Hebrews three fourteen. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end, the confidence we had at first.
2: Hebrews four verse sixteen Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need.
3: Hebrews ten eleven Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of
2: faith. Hebrews 10.35 so do not throw away your confidence, it will be richly rewarded.
3: And Hebrews 13:6 So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me?
2: And then in 1 John 4:17, In this way love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment.
3: And 1 John 5:14. finally. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us.
2: Amen. So there's some scriptures to do with having confidence in God. I just want to encourage you guys to be confident in who you are in him. May God continue to richly bless you in all you do, and may his love and peace guard your hearts let's let's pray shall we for a moment or two father we come to you uh, this 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 afternoon or this morning and we come and we pray for your hand to be on our lives holy spirit search our hearts search our minds and we ask, Lord, that you would help us, help us to overcome the things that would hinder and the things that would entangle, that our lives might be free of them and that our lives would know the fullness of your love and grace. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to move upon us, move in us. We ask your hand upon our homes, upon our families, upon our, uh, every area of our lives, our wider family, that, Lord Jesus Christ, our lives would be a light in the darkness and that your love would shine through us. Build us up and make us strong and let the richness of your love and grace flow through us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Lovely to have been with you today. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye just want to say a real massive thank you to Jamie and to Christine as well for uh, sharing those scriptures at the end. You know, can I encourage you to just think about who you are in Christ, to think about having that confidence in who God has created you to be. Great idea to meditate on those scriptures. Just take one a day and read it and meditate on it and and do that. You know, I, I finally get round to watching that film, Chariots of Fire, what an amazing film. It's so inspiring. And at the same time, I'm reading this book by Gordon MacDonald called The Resilient Life. And it's it's quite interesting. Early on in the book, he talks about Hebrews, and this is what he says, writing to the people whose suffering was so intense that they were in danger of losing confidence in God. Think about that. The author of the book of Hebrews recalled the adventures of the great biblical heroes, the men and women of unshakable faith, the first resilient ones. Then visualizing those champions as spectators at the games, he called his readers to the starting line of a great race. God is calling you to the starting line of a great race. Maybe you've been round uh, the, the track a few times. Maybe you've done a number of laps. You've always got to come back around to that starting line and keep passing it and keep passing it and keep passing it. Maybe for some people today, you're coming to the starting life of the Christian race for the first time, and I encourage you to keep going. And then he he reads from Hebrews uh, where Jamie was thinking about today. You know, we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses cheering us on. But Gordon MacDonald goes on in the book to say this, in my 65th year, this is the ages when he's writing this particular book. I'm running along Shaker Road in a little rural New Hampshire town. There's a bit of drizzle. My legs are heavy, and a voice from within—sorry—proposes pro, uh, that I turn back. And then the coach speaks from somewhere in my memory. He's talking about his school coach when he was 15 years old, giving him that encouragement and training him. And this is what he says: "Quit now, Gordy." and you'll make it just a bit easier to quit something more important later on. Powerful words. It reminds me today that we need to think about the faith of others, those who've gone before us, those in our world who Hebrews talks about, uh, uh, our brothers and sisters who are struggling, and we think about them, and we, we just get ourselves together, and we lift ourselves up, and we Rouse ourselves and we have faith. Let us continue to have faith. Let's be people who are resilient. Let's be people who are confident in our God and what He can do. If you've never made a decision to become a Christian, then today is an opportunity for you. Maybe to come to the starting line of the race, this Christian race. God calls you into this race. And maybe today is your day to do that. If you want to do that, say this little prayer. Just repeat it after me. And God can come into your life and bring transformation. He can get you equipped to run this Christian race. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for the message we've heard today. Lord, may we be filled with confidence. And Lord, for those who've never made that decision, we just pray this prayer. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for dying for my sin. I thank you that you came to give me a fresh start. And I want to get to the starting line of that race today, this Christian race. Forgive me, make me clean, and strengthen me by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, let us know, and we'd love to be in touch with you, and just to encourage you on the way. So the Lord bless you, and I just want to finish off by saying, have a great week. The Lord bless you, and keep you in Jesus' name.